Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the True Achievements podcast. I'm Rich, your host. Nice to be back, been away for a bit. Uh, but joining me today I have Dave. Hello, welcome back. Hello, thank you. And I've got Jack here as well. Hello. Hello. Ollie's not here, he's on holly. Um, so we... <laughs> you always we, try and slip that right in. I know, we will, talk, we will talk about uh, his, his streams via the medium of Dave watching them rather than him playing them. But uh, that shouldn't be a problem. I've actually played some games over the last couple of weeks, which is pretty exciting. I've been doing a bit more of Far Cry 3 Classic. It's still brilliant, but the checkpointing is nuts. So there's a bit where I'm up to in the story where I've just driven all the way to a aerial tower thing, those massive things you have to climb to the top of, which was a bit of a faff to get to the top of. You know, they get sort of more complicated the further into the game you get. They're sort of jumping around and uh, you sort of have to climb up little tiny little gaps and it's, it's a bit of a pain. Anyway, so I got to the top of that, unlocked it, then there's a zip wire down to the next part of the story mission. Then you have to like stealthily kill someone near an outpost. You do that, and then the storyline picks up, and you have to kill someone in the outpost and get a key from them. So uh, I tried to do all that, and uh, the first time I got killed, it took me all the way back to the bottom of the tower, which hadn't <laughs> been unlocked. So it's like probably set me back ten minutes, and then I and then I that mission was super hard, so I died about six or seven times so it's just really really frustrating there's no way to save once you're in the middle of a mission it says you can't save it's just really annoying uh but the game's still ace it's, it's quite hard though it's like surprising me how difficult it was in fact that's gonna be a bit of a theme for the games i've been playing um i also played danger zone 2 which i think we streamed a couple of weeks ago is uh the successor to danger zone 1 which is basically burnout crash but it's got a bit more to it than burnout crash so it has before you get to the crash zone, you've got a little challenge to do. So you might have a really long strip of road, which might have some turns on it, and you'll be in a car and you'll have to do something on the way to get to the crash zone. Like maybe you'll have to um, smash 14 taxis on your way to the crash zone or do slow motion over four jumps uh, on your way to the crash zone and all that sort of stuff, which gives it a real extra element. But again, that game is hard. To get the platinums, which there's achievements for, to get the platinum level is, is properly tough on some of them. I'm about three or four levels into the third section. I think there's four sections overall, uh, but it's quite a long, it's quite a long game, and there's quite a few of the bits. I think the first world I rattled through quite quickly, but when you're playing it just to experience the next level, you're not too. I mean, Jack would be different, but I'm not bothered about getting the platinum straight away. I just want to play the next one because playing the exact same thing twenty times in a row doesn't really appeal to me, <laughs> especially when there's a, with something I've, I've unlocked that's ready to play. But that game's really good. It throws achievements at you quite quite quickly as well. I think the completion's not too bad. Uh, but I've got five achievements for 300 Gs and that, and it's, I'm, I'm really enjoying that game. It's quality. I think it's by the same people that made Burnout Crash uh, originally. Yeah. I started Bomber Crew, which is on Game Pass, which I played at Gamescom last year. Uh, it is very cool, but there's a lot of controls to master they don't seem particularly intuitive. So you've got like a cross-section view of your aeroplane or bomber as it's um, flying over its targets and stuff. And you have to you have to move people around to like unlock the bomb, bay, uh, bomb doors and all that sort of stuff and move your pilots to the front, move engineers to the back if anything breaks. And that whole mechanic is not brilliantly done. The game's cool though. It's cute and entertaining and it's quite cool i recommend you try it especially if you've got game passes 
obviously free. It looks a little bit like uh, there's a PC game called Faster Than Light a couple of years ago. Similar concept, but you've got a spaceship instead. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah and you're controlling kind of your people in there, then you get into skirmishes with other ships, stuff like that. It's quite cool because you can customize your ship um, in various different ways. And uh, you can use your own gamer pick for vinyls on it. So my gamer pick is the TA logo. So I've got basically <laughs> got a True Achievements branded bomber. The really annoying thing is, though, as soon as you press the... Because I thought I'll take a picture of that, stick it up on Twitter. It looks ace. So, But as soon as you press the, the Xbox button on your controller, it goes into a pause menu. So you can't double click it to take a screenshot. Which is really annoying. I don't know if there's a way around that. There would have been with Connect. You could have just gone Connect, take a screenshot. But I don't know if there's a way around that without pressing that button, which is really, really annoying. (laughs) Because the the planes to course are once you've customized them. Seems a bit of a a mistake, that. Uh, And I finished the main storyline of Disney Pixar's Brave, the video game with my daughter. She loves that game. We're all the way through that. It's quite a long game. And... um, it's incredibly grindy for the completion because we're, as I say, we finished it, but there's so much more to do. There's loads of um, different kills based on the different uh, elements that you control in the game. And then there's loads for unlocking every single ability. And they're like, I don't know, there's about 200 abilities that you need to pick up coins for. So I reckon we're probably a third of the way through them after finishing the whole game. So it's like a big old completion. Uh, but it's not a particularly challenging game. It's, it's quite fun, especially if you've got kids and they like uh, the Disney films. I haven't really played anything else. I don't think. Um, Jack, you haven't played anything? It's been a t- tumbleweed week for me. Okay. I've been away from um, Xbox. Dave's been doing his annual Madden round, though. The <laughs> yeah. new game came out, what was it, last Amazing. week on EA Access? Uh, yeah, well, it might have been yesterday. I'm not sure. A couple of days. Oh, yesterday. you got 16 achievements in a day. Yeah, it's, it's the same achievement list as last year. So there's... I haven't done any of like this that um is it called long shot? There's a story mode. I haven't done any of that stuff yet. But they've got like the journey. It's seven or eight achievements for doing. There's a thing called franchise mode, and you have to, you get like points as you progress through, and you keep playing. And somebody always puts a really modded roster that's like all the best players in the game, and you can just sim ten years in the future, and it pops all of them in like two minutes. So I did that, and then the rest were. Uh, ultimate team on the mutt or whatever it's called and that's easy just creating a team and doing a few little bits so it wasn't I haven't really done much in the game probably about three hours four hours okay not too bad that's not a bad score for that then 430 G's yeah they're really high scoring like the TA is like a thousand I mean they're always high scoring those franchise mode ones I don't know why they just sim them every year it's easy and mm-hmm. does this have the on the standard online achievements for winning so many matches in a row? No, they cut that out last year, so it's even easier Yay. than normal. <laughs> oh, wow. And this is on EA Access? Yeah. Wicked. Great. Okay, let's talk about streams. So as I say, Ollie's on Holly, um, but <laughs> Dave watched the two streams we did earlier in the week, which were Gene Rain and No Man's Sky. Should we start with No Man's Sky? It obviously only played an hour, and from reading Mark's review... The game doesn't really totally open up until about six hours in. From what he was doing, it was a lot of kind of resource management. So early in the game, I think he was on like some, you're on like a crash spaceship and you're on this planet and they're all randomly generated. So people who've played the game were seeing things like different species and stuff in Ollie's game that they'd never seen and stuff like that. So I think everybody's journey is a little bit different. And right. The early premise of what he was doing was he's got like a scanner and he, like your ship's damaged, so you've got to repair it. So you've got to 
pick up so many of this element and you've got to kind of go around and there'll be plants and you kind of scan the plants and they'll give you oxygen and nitrogen and carbon and stuff like that. And then on top of that, you've got to keep topping up oxygen and other elements, you know, to keep you alive, basic stuff. So I think early on, it's a bit of resource management and kind of yeah, meddling around. Sense. Towards the end, probably about 45 minutes in, he just got his ship repaired. So he just kind of took off. And that the, the the way it transitions from being on a planet and then zooming into space and you're going at like crazy speed and then as you fly in, you'll see something or something will kind of happen where you'll detect a signal or something so you can kind of s- slow down and then just fly onto these planets and you can go and explore them. So that transition was was pretty amazing how, how that looked. And the, yeah, the game looked the, stunning. Yeah, the latest update, the next, it's called Next, isn't it? The update yeah. um, that launched. It's supposed to be really what it should have launched as originally yeah um, so I, you were put off the game from the incredible negative publicity that they got uh, when it first came out you might want to check it out now because apparently it's very good um and what was the other one? Oh, he didn't get any achievements in that as far as i can see well um, he was playing these at the time when xbox live was having issues with achievements oh. which we didn't know about at the time so i think that's probably why he popped didn't pop any achievements in both of them streams not just because he's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, well, there might be an element of <laughs> it that. Might, it might be an element of that. <laughs> um, but Gene um, Rain was Gene the other Rain? game. So that was, it. from looking at it, it looked like a kind of bad Gears of War clone. It was a right. third-person shooter, similar kind of switching guns mechanics, you know, on the D-pad and all that kind of stuff. The only thing I noticed was that it, it didn't look amazing. It looked okay, and... The cutscenes were just kind of comical, how bad the voice acting and stuff was. It looks like an easy completion looking at TA. I think quite a few people have already done it, so it, it might be worth checking out for that, but it didn't particularly look like a, a great game that you'd want to play, to be honest. There's better games out there. Okay, fair enough. So, Jack, you did some streams this week as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so streamed two games yesterday. We started off with Bud Spencer and Terence Hill, Slaps and Beans. Which is <laughs> an interesting title. And it's a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up, and it's based on the Bud Spencer and Terence Hill movies, which I didn't know were a thing until people in chat were mentioning it. But there's a lot of nostalgia for the films, a lot of love for them. And you take on both of the characters, so it's got local co-op on it. And you, if you're playing single player, you can switch between the characters while you're actually playing the game. Um, really short levels, and it started off in kind of a western. Well, I say really short levels, quite short levels, but it started off in a western um, setting. And I thought you were going to kind of be in the setting of a film for the entire progression of the game, but you got to the end of a level, and there was you were in a, actually in a movie studio. And that's where the kind of overarching story started. You went to collect your money from the studio supervisor and they were kidnapped. And uh, you then had to go in search of them in order to try and get your money for making the film. Um, The animations and the kind of actions in it, you had a heavy attack and a light attack. Um, You could run by holding the right trigger or you could double tap a direction of a stick. It's 2D, 3D in the sense that you could you were moving from left to right, but you could move forwards and backward in the scene. And it was standard mechanics where a bunch of enemies come onto the screen, 
defeat all those enemies, then you can move on. Um, some of the enemies would be more difficult. Uh, when you got to the end of a the level, there was usually a boss to fight. You'd have to um, fight, uh, use kind of a special mechanic in that portion of the level to defeat. So one of them, it was a clown on really tall legs, so he had stilts on. And you had to use a rocket to knock him over, so then you could damage him. And then it was rinse and repeat. Um, it was quite good fun, though. Lots of good sound and animations. Um, there was a mechanic in there to skip cutscenes. And you had to hold the Y button. And rather than skipping, it just sped them up to super speed. So you got kind of garbled audio and super quick animations. That's quite amusing. Um, the one thing that was a little bit frustrating, I didn't find out until the last level that we tried to play. Got to almost the very end of a level and then lost all of my lives. It put me all the way back to the start of the level, which was quite a lot of progression lost, but not too much in the grand scheme of things. It felt weird it didn't have checkpoints throughout there. Yeah, that is weird. Mm. And the achievement names, though, were great too. There's lots of references to pop culture. So you had an achievement for getting up to 88 miles an hour in one of the levels. <laughs> It's like an achievement. There's just lots of different kind of diverse mechanics. So one level involved me. It was almost like Dance Dance Revolution. You just had oh, to wow. match um, match actions as they were scrolling down the screen. But your character was eating sausages. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole of that level. Yeah, I went out of the stream, did something, came back and saw that. And I was like, what has changed in this game here? Mm. So you had to eat sausages. It um, progressively got quicker, but if you wanted to slow down the movement, the kind of objects coming down the screen, you could then drink beer. <laughs> so it's just bizarre. Uh, it was quite good fun, fun though. Um, I'd probably recommend checking it out. And then we moved on to the Long Reach, um, which was another kind of side-scrolling game. It was a point-and-click adventure, though. It had that kind of big pixel look where kind of eight pixels were one pixel, but it suited the game very well. And you started off in a small shop and it acted as a bit of a tutorial. So you went into the shop, uh, you had to go and get some jellies or whatever, um, picked those up and then somebody in the shop's attacked. Something's happening. You have to go and interact with a phone to call the, an ambulance for them. Then when you come back out, you get attacked and killed straight away. It looks like... It's game over at that point, but it's not. It pushes you in, um, into another character and you end up in a scientific research center where strange things are happening. And you start learning a little bit more about the story and it's kind of like there's some infection or outbreak that's happening. It's making people um, almost zombie-esque in a way. But you're progressing through the facility and you're finding little clues and bits and pieces on computers and in inboxes and stuff like that, and notes to read. Um, learning what you've got to try and do. The main objective seems to be finding two different serums that you can combine together to hopefully stop the outbreak. And it was yeah, it was quite good, quite interesting. You did have a run button on X, which sped things up a little bit when I remembered that. Played it for about ten minutes without <laughs> without remembering. And uh, the game itself, I think it'd be very easy with a guide, and it's not one that. I don't think you'd be able to play back through it again because I think the puzzles and the actions are so unique 
that you'd almost remember it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It seemed good, though. I managed cool. one, one achievement for that for 50 games. Only one. Mm. Boo. Okay, next week we are streaming uh, Eight to Glory, the official game of the PBR. Who knows what a PBR is? It's professional bull riding. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Who knew that they made an official game? I wonder how much the license for that cost them. Um, should we make an unofficial <laughs> I think they probably got paid to use the license rather than paying for it. Uh, then we're playing Vigor, which is um, quite a lot of noise about this game at the moment. It's a... Is it free to play? It is, but it's in game preview at the minute, so I think you've got to buy like a founder's edition to actually play it. Oh. But we are giving okay. away six codes this week, if anybody would like to enter. Six codes... Uh, we're also playing Jump Gunners, which looks awesome. I had a few uh, look at some of the trailers for that game. I think it looks really good fun, R- really my sort of game. Uh, and then one more dungeon next Thursday. Okay, let's talk about some site news. We've got some awesome news at the moment. If you are in the UK, head over to your local game store, have a little look around, and you will see that we have a section in there now uh, where we have uh, various different catalogs of games really so we've got some easy completions and we've got some recommended titles uh, by true achievements we've also got some easy platinums and uh, recommended games and essential games uh, on playstation as well from true trophies so that's in pretty much every game store in the country for the next few weeks if it does well then it will stay around so uh, if you can pop to your game buy one of those games they're all the second hand uh, games um, that would support us and it will keep it going. So it's pretty cool. It's the first time we've had some actual physical presence of any of our stuff anywhere, which is quite a nice thing after the 10 year. makes marks our 10-year birthday quite nicely, I think. Um, so we're going to be going and visiting a few games and getting some pictures of that stuff over the coming weeks. But if you see any, any of that stuff, send us a picture over to the TA Twitter account uh, with you grinning next to them. That would be cool. <laughs> um, so we can have a little look and see how it all looks. But yeah, pretty exciting. Thanks to everyone at Game for helping us with that. And let's hope it's the start of a fruitful relationship. Uh, As well as that, we've got two teams on TA that are currently recruiting for extra volunteers. They are the Community and Events team and the Walkthrough team. So uh, there's a piece of site news up at the moment which has all the details. If you are interested in helping out on site, get a badge, get free pro, um, please uh, have a look at those. Community events team are the guys that come up with the very cool events that we do every couple of months. Stuff like Ultimate Head to Head, the challenges, community challenges that we've been doing, GTASC, all of that sort of stuff, Leapfrog, Bean Dive. It's all run by those guys. It's a relatively chilled role for most of the year. Uh, we don't run contests that require any effort from those guys for large quantities of the year. So it's not like you need to be on site every day doing stuff. For that one our walkthrough team is a bit more involved they're looking for people to help proofread walkthroughs before they are published just making sure the grammar's okay and seeing if any of the bits can be improved and um, just basically keeping tabs on the walkthrough writers throughout the process so just as important if not more so walkthroughs are a big part of ta these days so if you are interested in helping out they are volunteer positions they are not paid positions but as i say you get a badge you get pro you get to see how the site works behind the scenes a bit and you get to be part of a cool team come up with cool ideas so uh have a look on the site news and i think applications are open for two weeks so you've got just over two weeks from today to get your applications in there's just a couple of questions to answer it's nothing too too trip too taxing 
Uh, regular news days, it's been quite quiet. It has. There's been bits, but I think people are waiting for games come out. I presume. I think might be something. I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, first up, just a reminder. Obviously, it's now in August, so your games with gold titles this month are available now. So you've got Forza Horizon Two, tenth anniversary edition. I still don't really know. What's special about that edition? I think you get some special cars, maybe, or something. I like was that. so confused when I saw this because I assumed it must be a new game because I had no recollection of playing a 10th anniversary edition. But it turns out I've already pretty much completed this game yeah. <laughs> without even realizing it. So I guess, was, did it come out on 360 and one at the same time? Or Yeah. Okay. Why is it the 10th anniversary edition? I think it's 10th anniversary of Forza. Well, I, well no, that'd be eight years. I don't know when it's a 10th. I don't know either. Maybe it's TA's 10th anniversary. That's what it's all about. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of promo for us. Thanks to those at Playground for the shout-out. But anyway, it's an absolutely belting game. Get it for free if you've not played it before. It's a classic. For definite. I've got it on disc, so I'm just going to get it just so I don't have to bother putting the disc in anymore. Um, Lazy. And then Dead Space 3 is on the 360, obviously back compat as well, so that's available till August the 15th. And then if you didn't download Death Squared already from July's games, we called that's still available till August the 15th. So go get them. Yes, definitely go get them. Uh, another bit of Forza news. Forza 7, probably the, my biggest criticism of the game, it had these kind of loot boxes in there, prize crates they were called. And a lot of the achievements were tied to owning cars and owning these suits that you never really see or anything. Isn't there an achievement for owning all for owning all seven hundred cars? Yeah. And there's Which one for having a hundred, I think it is, suits in the game. And they, they were quite a bit of bit of the game. Like you you get some but you'd have to you could spend real money obviously on them. So they're now getting rid of those, thankfully. And they're going to switch stuff up to being able to buy stuff in game with the money you earn instead now, and getting like a similar kind of thing. I think to Forza Horizon, you know, where as you level up, you get a spin and stuff like that. I think they're going to do yeah. something like that. Which... Well, it is a bit like that anyway. I mean, you, as you level up, you get a crate. I don't really understand. Yeah, but so there, how is, is it... there is the temptation there to just go and buy right, okay, a load of crates, and you can. I think you can. I can't remember. I haven't played the game for a bit. I know you could buy. Like credits to buy to open these crates, which could cost you a few quid. So, okay, it says it's going to take a while for them to extract it from the game. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> so, we don't know when this is coming, do we? No, not yet. But the thing is, towards the end of this year, it yeah, it's a bit funny how they've left them in until the new phase is coming out and then yeah. they drop it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Okay, finally, I don't know why it took them so long. August uh, Xbox Game Pass editions were announced a couple of days ago. I think it was the 1st of August they announced them a bit late. Good bunch of games added. So we've got Hitman uh, Season 1, which is a bit annoying because I just bought that in the sale a couple of weeks ago. Rise Son of Rome, which again, that was Games with Gold a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> um, and then Ruiner, The Escapist, The Walking Dead, Rush, A Disney Pixar Adventure, Dandara and Dead Rising 2. And uh, the Rush one is the remastered version on the Xbox One, and Dead Rising 2 is also the Xbox One version. Okay, cool. Um, we had some back compact news, Jack. Yes, we did. We had Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Double Agent and Blacklist go back compact. 
Yeah, Blacklist was a slightly weird one because it wasn't available digitally and then they fixed that the following day. Mm-hmm. So um, they're both available on BackCompat now properly, which is good. Uh, I think I've played both of those, but I can't remember if either of them are any good. Probably are good. Most of the Spin Cell games are good. Yeah. Uh, right, let's take a dip in the mailbag, Dave. All right, yes, yeah, so we've got a few this week. Question of the week from Cam for the Sean. Um, with No Man's Sky having achievements that are 16G and other games with daft numbers, do you think Xbox <laughs> slash game devs should make achievements only end in 0 or 5? Okay, so we had a poll this week, which is probably one of the most answered polls we've ever done on TA, exactly about this question. So we asked, how obsessive are you over your total gamer score? Would you play games that have achievements that end in a uh, that don't end in a five or a zero? We had nearly four thousand responses, which is a hefty old uh, response. Twelve point seven percent of people said I avoid games that include that type of achievement, which is absolutely bonkers to me. So people don't play games. Twelve point seven percent of TAs do not play games if they have achievements that don't end in a five or a zero. Another 2.5% said that they play those games, but they avoid unlocking any of those achievements in the game. So for games like Number Score, I think they're all wonky. Um, <laughs> you basically wouldn't be able to play that at all, unless you play like Ollie and don't unlock any, obviously. Um, 32%, so about a third of people said they play those games and then worry about fixing their gamer score later. Uh, we have a very helpful guide on site for how to fix, in quotes, your score. If you do get onto one of these funky numbers, we make it really easy so we can show you any achievements that are in the games that you've already played that you haven't got yet that are off off kilter, so to speak, to help you get back to normal. And you can choose the game of score value in there as well. Um, and then the sensible 50% of people say, I don't mind them at all. They don't alter how I play games. Um, it surprises me how high that number was that won't play the games at all. Uh, I did see quite a lot of Xbox faces, I'm going to call them. <laughs> uh, people that are known in the Xbox community getting very angry with No Man's Sky when they've popped their first 16 gamer score achievement when it released last week. To me, it doesn't bother me at all. Jack, how how do you feel about wonky scores? Uh, I fit into the 50% where I don't mind. I think yeah. if the game's good, just play it. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't let something like that put you off. You can always fix it further down the line if you really have to. Mm. Exactly. It's like, what's going to happen? Like, if someone sees that your school ends in like a two, are you going to be cast out from your family? Mm. I have my TV volume on odd numbers as well, just to... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> weird, weird people. Um, no offence to anyone out there. I obviously voted in that in that way. I love you really, but that, I do find that slightly odd. Dave, you're, you're one of these 12%, aren't you? You're going to tell me now. No, I wouldn't you're avoid too. playing a game completely, but it does do me nothing and I'd does it? Yeah, yeah, I hate having it random score. It's weird, though, because I don't even know what my gamer score is. I don't even look at my gamer score, but it just annoys me knowing that it's got a weird number. <laughs> so I'd be in the one who who play without worrying, but then, like, as soon as I possibly can, I'd find a way of fixing it. Okay. Interesting. So, anyways, the, the original question was, um, should developers uh, not do that? No, it's entirely up to developers what they do. I think they should probably be aware of that stat. I might ping it over to um, the ID team to to send over to their in their dev news list because we do get asked about achievement design quite a bit from those guys so i might ping that over to them they might be losing uh 13 of their audience just by choosing a funny number uh for some of the achievements so uh, i find it i find it fascinating but i guess that's ocd type things 
Just look at your TA score anyway. It's far more important. <laughs> Although, um, interestingly, my score at the moment is 20-20-20. I have 20, which was totally random. I just saw it yesterday. So I've got 202,020 gamer score, which is 2020 <laughs> 20 It's pretty cool. Next question. Thank you, uh, Calm before the Sean. <laughs> what an awesome tag. You win a prize. Um, yeah, I get in touch with you on Twitter with the game list, and it's, I think these are, what was it, 240 games it was yesterday when I did it. So Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. Next question is from Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. <laughs> um, is that he, annoying uh, advert? <laughs> it's not annoying advert. <laughs> Basically asking, so there was a story this week that was going around, I think a few sites picked it up, that people or parents are actually paying for their children to have a tutor teach them how to play Fortnite. And obviously, like a a bit of a side thing from that was that there are some people, I think the games are 12, and there's some parents who are paying for the games to have lessons in it who are under 12. So he's basically asking our thoughts on parents paying to teach their kids how to play games and the age rating says they should be playing it in the first place. So I find this quite an interesting topic. I'm at an age where lots of my friends or acquaintances or uh, people my wife knows have kids that are older than mine. Uh, So uh, Daisy's only five, so this isn't really a, a topic that would be relevant to her at the moment. But they... She's seen various things on Facebook where people are like, oh, my kids play Call of Duty, whatever. And I think there's a real issue where parents see the word game or remember games when they were kids as being, you know, massively pixelated, not realistic. It's got the word game in the title. Therefore, it's made for children. And therefore, they're more than happy to buy any game for their kids, no matter what the rating is on it. So... I get asked this all the time and people seem really shocked when I say they shouldn't be playing them if they're not old enough to play them. But then all I say is, would you let them watch an 18 movie? And almost inevitably they say no. So there's a real distinction in parents' heads as to the difference between the rating on a game and a rating on a movie. And I don't really understand why that is. I guess maybe because we're in the industry and we've seen how violent and graphic and grim games can be. And in their heads, these parents are still thinking of pac-man and space invaders and you know mario and they don't realize how much gore and violence is in the in the call of duty game these days i think it's bizarre as well because you were saying if would they let their kid watch a like an 18 movie or whatever an 18 rated movie and a video game's even more immersive than a movie yeah because you're controlling the because you're character the actions yeah yeah it's your you're consciously making decisions in it and hmm that's a very good point um yes so i i and i i realize that there's some degree of variance in um kids maturity compared to their age like an eight, every 18 year old is not equal and there may be some 15 year olds that have um the mental capacity to comfortably handle an 18 game and that's fine um i just think you need to think about that don't just automatically assume because it's a game that's suitable for any children to play um look at the rating think basically think if, if this was an 18 film and my kid's 16 and mature for 16 and I'd let him play it, then fair enough, let him play an 18 game if you're comfortable with that. But if you don't if you don't think they're mature enough to deal with an 18 film, don't let them play an 18 game. That's my, that's my thoughts on it. And it seems really obvious to me, but I guess <laughs> some parents get badgered so much, oh, but he's playing it at school and it's really difficult, but 
you know, be strong. It is, Parenting is not about giving in to whining children. It's crazy how many people, how many young kids are playing stuff, to be honest. Like, I see Callum's mates asking him to play Call of Duty and stuff like that. And how old is Callum? Ten. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? So I, I think that's way... Even if you had a mature 10-year-old, he's not going to be 18 mature. No. So um, I think it's totally wrong. Good question, though, Dilly Dilly. Better than your game attack. Dilly Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question is from Tyler. He says, see if these just announced they've had 5 million players play their game. Even though this number is very inflated because of Game Pass, it's still an impressive achievement. Do you consider the game a success? That is hugely um, impressive figure, isn't it? 5 million is amazing. Um, and yes, we have to take something from the Game Pass theory, but uh, everything I've read, which surprised me, says that games that have appeared in Game Pass have actually gone on to do bigger sales um, than they were expecting beforehand which sounds like pr lies to me but i'm not going to accuse anyone at microsoft of lying which is interesting in itself but i suppose you've got to call it a success i see more and more positive things about sea of thieves now that um the people that hated on it originally obviously aren't playing it anymore so there was a time when everything i read about sea of thieves was pretty much negative apart from like one or two lone voices but but the more that, yeah, Mark and various <laughs> others, but the more they add content to it and the more that the people playing it are the, the Sea of Thieves fans, um, it's just a stream of, of positive vibes. And and as far as I can tell, the um, the new content that they released recently um, has done very well. So I think it might be time to, to step back into that world at some point soon, uh, if I can spare some time to do it. Because, uh, yeah, it's it's being very well received i don't know what the if there's any plans to have paid content at any point i don't i don't know if that's a thing i imagine this game costs quite a lot to produce and yeah. i can't believe that the revenues they get from game pass would be enough to cover all those costs so i don't know if there's at some point a plan to add some paid content um but certainly the amount of people that are are, are playing it still suggests that they might have a market for it considering it it's obviously uh Microsoft owned studio and it rare, so mm-hmm. maybe it, doesn't, it probably doesn't even matter how much the game's making. No, it probably if, doesn't if matter. Microsoft's happy with the engagement levels and people buying Xbox Live to play and the other kind of that's a good point. But then, yeah, they might be happy just to do it that way, or even as a loss leader, just to have something interesting and unique on their system. Yeah, it's type. definitely unique. Because what was it? It must, have, it must have been in development for about five, six years to another time it was at Gamescom. So and yeah, E3 I mean, when we played it at Gamescom, what was that? It would have been three years ago at Gamescom yeah. that first time, um, and it seemed reasonably polished then. It was a very different game to what it is now. With it, there was no getting off the boats or anything like that. It was basically just ship to ship combat back then. But yeah, so that was three years ago, and obviously it had been a couple. You'd imagine it had been a couple of years in development at that point, and I think it's a reasonably hefty team that's producing it. Yeah. There's a lot of people to pay for five years. Uh, but no, it, it seems to be doing very well. And um, some of the screenshots that I see on Twitter of, you know, from in-game look absolutely stunning. They've, they've done a fantastic job with the visuals. Next question. is from one of the triplos. I see he's uh, doubled up his chances of winning the fantasy football as well by entering both of his alt accounts into, <laughs> <laughs> into, into it. Um, What's the best stat on TA that's not the original ratio calculation? Good question. Jack, what's your favourite stat on TA that's not the Ooh, original ratio? I don't know. To be honest, for so many stats, it's difficult are. to pick. i tell you what I like. I like 
achievements one, title achievements one, because there's no easy way to find that anywhere. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, I saw Smirnoff the other day tweeted out that he'd a uh, nice little screenshot from TA. He'd completed two thousand games. Yeah. Obviously, you can't you can't see that anywhere else uh, easily. So that was quite cool. And congratulations to him for doing that. It's a ridiculous thing. I'd, I'd be lucky to have completed two games at alone two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impressive achievement. Dave, you got any faves? Yeah, probably the same. The the uh, completed games is probably the one. Cause I remember the three hundred and sixty used to show that, didn't it? Show you tell you how many games you completed. But now there's just no way of telling it all. It's the under on the Xbox One. It's just a list of games in it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll add it soon. Cool. Thanks, Ian. Good question. What's your favourite? Let us know in the comments. Right. That can be this week's entry for the competition. Tell Ooh, us what nice. favourite stat is on TA. <laughs> Next question is from Jesse Hill. Since TA has some access to unlock percentages across all of the Xbox community, has any consideration gone into having an Xbox achievement score? Not to replace a true achievement points, but just as a, another statistic for us all to look at. So we already show the Xbox unlock percentage on achievement pages. We did consider having another stat for this, but the problem is it's another complicated number or another number for people to look at that they're going to be confused by. And it's sort of fine for your average TA that's been on the site for five years and understands what all the different numbers mean. But if someone's coming to the site for the first time and they look at it, they're going to be bombarded, but they're already bombarded with loads of different stats. So to throw yet another one in the mix would probably be a bit confusing for them. So we haven't really looked at it. To calculate it would mean another load of storage of more data and, you know, all the issues around DLC ratios and all that stuff. Doing all of that would just, it's a whole whole load more um, calculations to do and more data to store. So TA smashed through the half a terabyte um, database size. Uh, over the last year. So we're trying to reduce the amount of data we're storing, not not increase it, because all of that stuff has a knock-on effect. In fact, I wanted to mention that, moving on slightly. Um, We've done some reworking of the scanners this week because we found that um, in the old days, our scanners used to run by just basically taking the next gamer in the queue um, from the site that hadn't been scanned yet for that that, um, scanner. So there were seven normal scanners and three pro scanners, and... As the scanner scans someone, it goes and then finds the next person, next last person to have been scanned and scans them. And that just ran 24-7 for 10 scanners constantly running. We found that actually that was using having more of an impact on our database than uh, the actual website itself. So a website with 4 million people coming to it a month was actually using less processor than the scanners just gradually grabbing the next person. So we've made some changes to that to try and ease the pressure on the database a bit. Um, we're now scanning everybody that's a registered gamer that's been on the site within the last couple of months every day. Pro people are scanned every hour. And then uh, non-registered people or people that haven't been on the site for a couple of months are scanned every three days. So uh, it just eases that burden and we create a queue at the start of the day. We scan those people. Uh, and then once that queue is empty, we just pause. We have a little rest. Uh, if you request a scan, that you'll still get scanned instantly. All of that stuff still works. It just means that we're not constantly updating people and constantly hammering our database for the next gamer 10 times a second pretty much uh which has led to a bit of a, a relaxation on 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 the server time so hopefully we're working on a few other bits to speed things up but the site was getting a bit slow so we're working on a few other things to make that faster as well so 
little, that's a little bit of an explanation on the scanner changes that you'll see. We're also reworking the clip scanner at the moment uh, for the same reason. So uh, again, uh, there's a bit of a break in those at the moment, but we should have all that back up and running by Monday. Cool. Let's move on to games, Jack. We've had quite a lot of achievement lists in the last week. Yeah, loads. Um, so first up was Madden NFL 19, which is available on EA Access. So it's got 38 achievements. We had Maximum Football 2018 with 12 achievements. I saw a screenshot of this and it looks like a Nintendo 64 game. Are we talking football as in American or yeah, soccer? not proper football. Oh, probably, okay, rubbish I think it was rugby last year there was Canadian football or something like yes. that it's that same thing rebranded oh, okay. Okay. just rebadged it <laughs> wow I'm surprised they didn't do like American football or Mexican football it that. Or... probably a license issue. yeah maybe I okay. should have done the uh, bullfighting unofficial <laughs> bullfighting <laughs> pro league <laughs> Uh, then next up we had Armoured Warfare with 39 achievements and this has just gone through to play for gold members I think yes we did the press release yesterday I believe um, then Road to Ballhalla with 22 <laughs> achievements <laughs> this sounds dubious um, 8 to Glory the official game of the PBR with 27 achievements we'll be streaming that next week oh, wait, I, I'm going to Protest in the background because bullfighting is wrong. <laughs> okay. well, it's way, riding. It's like a rodeo thing. It's not fighting. Oh, okay. They're not actually stabbing them with stuff. That would be PBF, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's just riding on the. Oh, okay. Bull riding. It still sounds cruel, to be honest. But um, okay. I'll 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 reserve my protest depending <laughs> on the gameplay. <laughs> if I storm in the room halfway through the stream next week tear stuff down then you know what's going on <laughs> okay uh next up flipping death with 12 achievements and assemblance oversight with 10 achievements is that a follow-on from the other assemblance yeah. game that's spelled wrong isn't it shouldn't assemblance have two s's the original is the same weird spelling wasn't it really yeah. maybe that's right then it doesn't look right does it yeah it's, it's very wrong on their cover out so okay Apologies to the spelling police for getting that one wrong. Okay. Uh, then State of Mind with 34 achievements. Treadnoughts with 15 achievements. Brawl Out with 32 achievements. Terror Tech with 15. 8-bit RTS series with 76. Whoa. Uh, Tetris Escape with 21. Ferns Gate with 32 achievements. And Graveyard Keeper with 62 achievements. But we had a lot of 76 of those 8 bit RTS series achievements are secrets. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, then we had a load of ACA Neo Geo titles hit on Windows 10 as well, all with 12 yeah. achievements for. Right, we talking about those. And one DLC pack this week it was a Railway Empire pack with 8 achievements for 200 gamer score. Cool. Okay, new, new releases. Um, some of those things come out today. Uh, Zasmo Arcade Back uh, Assemblance thing comes out today, badly spelled. 1979 Revolution Black Friday and Doling's Arcade are all out today. Flipping Death, Death Cells, uh, Hyper Universe, Overcooked 2. Overcooked 2 should be good. Are we not streaming that next week? Oh, it'll be the week after we stream that. Yeah. Uh, that's probably worth checking out. That would be fun. I would, I'd quite like to do the stream for that one. Uh, Defenders of Ekron and Tetris Escape. Uh, are all out in the next week. And then Madden NFL 19 comes out properly next Friday, along with We Happy Few and Terratech, probably the big titles of the week. Um, I'm interested to see We Happy Few now. 
it's yeah. not quite the game that we thought it was, is it? But presumably this is out of game preview now and the proper is the proper release. Yeah. Cool. So it's a yeah, survival it's game, a bit of resource management and all that jazz. It looks a lot like Bioshock, but probably doesn't play like it. I think um, they're more story in now, though, aren't they? Like, oh, have they? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think that might be interesting. It certainly looked cool from the trailers we saw at E3 last year or the year before. Um, it's nearly Gamescom. That's pretty exciting. But we've got another two weeks before that happens. Thank you for joining us today. Don't let your kids play games that are too old for them. <laughs> Moral of today's story. <laughs> and we'll be seeing you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.